episode 11. Today, Darren and I salute the fine men and women who have served our country, past and present, as we celebrate Independence Day. We're going to share our favorite 4th of July memories all the way back from our childhood. So let's get revved up. Hey, Cubers. It is Darren. And Holly. Thanks for coming back. Welcome to episode 11. Holly and I were talking. We were thinking we might do something just a little bit different. We are between car shows, and as we get ready for the Mopar Nationals, we thought it's the 4th of July week coming up, and of course the Independence Day holiday falling in the middle of the week. What better way to launch our, our Wednesday episode each week, or for this particular week, and to celebrate July 4th. And for those that are listening outside America, um, you, of course, are aware of this holiday, but for those uh, fellow Americans, this is this is one of the biggies. So, as Holly said in her opener, we want to definitely appre- show our appreciation to all those that served and protected our country, past, present, and even those that uh, will in the future. Holly, before we get into our special Fourth of July episode, yeah. I I always, as you know, I'm combing automotive news and articles and anything that's floating through the internet. Uh, found this mention of a gentleman by the name of Alan Swift. He was born in 1908 and passed in 2010. Wow. So 102. 102 years old. Wow. Good math, yes. And he was from Springfield, Massachusetts, as I recall from the article, and he owned and drove the same car for 82 straight years. Wow. That's remarkable. In fact, in that, uh, he received... In 1928, um, I guess it was a graduation gift at that same year, he received a brand new 1928 Rolls-Royce Piccadilly P1 Roadster. That was a gift from his father. Brand new Rolls-Royce. He took impeccable care of it, as you can only imagine you would have to. Of course. Um, He drove it up until his death, uh, which was 2010, at the age of 102, as you mentioned. And at that time, at least, he was the oldest living owner single owner of a vehicle being purchased new and to me that's insane it is and you figure that we how often most people turn over cars but to put that in perspective um that the car was donated to a springfield museum at his passing and just some of the, the interesting facts in my mind is the fact that he had one million seventy thousand miles on it at wow. least the time that it was given to the museum, it was still running impeccably with no issues. Uh, Idle was completely silent. Um, the cosmetic condition was flawless. And in those 82 years, he was just so particular. So uh, they did the math in this little article snippet, and it said it was 13,048 miles per year, averaging it averages out to 1,087 miles per month. So over a million miles, not kilometers, but a million miles. Wow. So that's insane. Everybody has their uh, opinion about British engineering, but in this case, I uh, have to say Mr. Swift took very good care of his roles. But What a cool story. Let's say that's actually not a bad segue to talk British history to 1976, Bicentennial <laughs> from 1776 and the colonies' independence from... Great Britain, and okay, that's a little bit of a stretch, I know. <laughs> but you got there. <laughs> but you I got, got there. there. A couple separate <laughs> degrees of separation from uh, Kevin Bacon, I guess. But I love uh, it. I love it. But yeah, 
Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that's it always what... comes back to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag Kevin Bacon. That's right. Feel free to come on our show anytime, Kevin. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have Scott put that out as a, one of our Instagram yes, hashtags. Yes. Okay, well, anyhow, let's let's start with you. Um, I know you had some really cool family traditions, particularly around July 4th in the Charlotte area. Your neighborhood always did some pretty cool stuff. So why don't we just turn it over to you? Okay, great. So I grew up in a neighborhood back, I guess the neighborhood was built in the 70s. We moved there in 84. And when we moved there, it was considered the country, which is now not the country. But... um, one of the things that they were known for was having horse trails throughout the neighborhood. And so uh, sort of this farmland type of feel to it. And, um, and so there is relevance to that as I continue with the story. But essentially, every 4th of July, there would be this huge parade that would stream all the way from the back of the neighborhood to the front of the neighborhood, probably a mile long, um, which you know, is a lot when you have little legs, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the big thing was kids would decorate their bikes. And then over time, it became this, it evolved into this whole, like, any type of vehicle, so to speak, quote unquote. Um, So every year it was, it was so fun to see what would come out. So you would have horses that had like, they were painted and had streamers on them and decorated and people would ride their horses through the parade. You would have go-karts, you would have tractors, um, you would have wagons. Lawnmowers, you said, right? Yeah, lawnmowers. My dad did a lawnmower one year with the kids in, in tow in his trailer. Um, so we've had a lot of great memories. How many people participate? Like in your in the peak years, how many neighbors and residents would be involved? I would say with in in actually participating in the parade, probably a hundred, and then you figure as you're going through the neighborhood, it's everybody's sitting out on their front lawn. So if you're not participating, you're sitting in the lawn. Sure. And over time, it became more like a real parade <laughs> where people would throw candy at the oh, at wow. the spectators yeah. and. Did the police actually like? Escort, yes. They did? Okay. Yes, so they did. So it was the police would escort at the beginning, and then it would end with the fire truck, the local town fire truck. Mm -hmm. And then um, at the very end, so there was a clubhouse that had a couple of pools and a lake and the whole tennis court bit. Um, So everybody would gather in the parking lot up there, and the fire truck would park, and then he would get out the hose and spray all the kids. Oh, that's fun. So it was just a blast for the kids to run around and get wet in the parking lot. And then... They would have free watermelon and lemonade for everybody. And and then all throughout the day, there were various activities that they would host. So it would be, um, I remember as a kid, uh, you would do dives for money. So mm. as a young kid, you were diving for nickels. As a teenager, or not a teenager, but as you would get older, you would break into the next category of change are these at the bottom of the pool at the bottom of the pool so everybody all the kids would line the pool and you would have to face your back to the pool so everybody would have to Mm -hmm. turn around and then the adults would throw the coins into the pool and then say go and you would just turn around dive (laughs) in and collect as many as you could on the bottom of the pool neat and so i couldn't wait to get to the age where i could be a quarter diver sure to get the big bucks um they never actually i don't think they might today i don't know but I don't think they ever did dollars, but mm-hmm. they might have, like dollar coins. No gold bullions. 
No, no. Okay. <laughs> no. So Pirates um, treasure. And then they would do like pie eating contests for kids. They would do hula hoop contests. Sure. They would do um, diving contests. And people would come from the whole neighborhood and just basically set up camp for the day at the pool. And I was just going to ask you. It sounds like it was a, kind of social. like a sunrise, a sunset kind yes, of thing. Yes, absolutely. It was an entire day of socialite. Um, mm. time it was it was awesome and then over the years um the homeowners association kind of grew and had more ideas and i think when we first moved in it was like 15 dollars a month to be the homeowners association and then it it slightly increased over the years but nothing too crazy but there was this guy um who became the president of the homeowners association and had this great idea to do fireworks for the neighborhood mm-hmm. and i kid you not this neighborhood firework display became the best firework display I've ever seen. Um, the longest. And you've seen cool ones at I've ballparks. seen some really cool ones. Yeah, ballparks. I've been to Ogilvy Park, like in Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, I've seen some really cool firework displays. And, of course, living in Charlotte, you see big city, you know, I quotes, big city fireworks. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so yeah, it was just so cool. And then he would just take donations uh, if you wanted to donate. And so over the years, everybody just really got into that. But everybody would bring their bag chairs and they would always do the fireworks right over the lake. So you had the beautiful oh, wow. reflection and you would just sit up in the bag chairs and then people would walk home or you would drive home. But And then a lot of people would be still at the pool. And so they would just sit at the pool and then they would blast the... Um, so they had a professional or a group come in and actually set them off. And yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they hired and then, this... Um, they would do, actually, I don't know if it was professional. I think it was just people in the neighborhood oh. volunteered to do it. Okay. And then they would blast the patriotic music over the loudspeakers. And so you get the full effect and, um, it was just very, it was very cool. And, uh, I still love going back for the fourth because it's just such a, a fun time. Um, and then of course it morphed from me riding and decorating my bike into mm-hmm. having my daughter decorate her bike because my parents still live there. And, um, so it was just awesome memories. I just love 4th of July at home with the fam. Um, good fireworks, good people, good food. Great. Oh, and then I forgot the most important thing was as we evolved to like North Carolina is a state where you can't do like legit fireworks are illegal like the ones that you throw in the you know that you take off in the sky unless you have a permit Mm -hmm. so uh the best we could do was like get a a pack from sam's club or whatever and and light them off a table so every year i i became as we had uh, my nephews and my daughter it became aunt holly's fireworks show and i would buy the fireworks right before the fourth and then we would all get together and before the big neighborhood fireworks show i would set up my parents glass um patio table far off in the distance and um set off the fireworks so i would just be the the pyromaniac for the night i guess and um and i do remember one year was quite unfortunate one of the one of the fireworks took a bad turn and shot my sister-in-law in the eye with a flame, like a oh. spark. Yeah, it was awful. I felt so bad, but she was a real trooper, <laughs> and it wasn't wow. the last time we did it. She was willing to do it again, but wow. they just sat a little further back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the 4th is always one of my favorite holidays. Did you always spend it at home, or was, did you ever have any memories of camping or oh, out of the Charlotte area? Oh, that's a really good question, and honestly, I... 
don't recall any major like travel for mm. the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if before the neighborhood did fireworks, we would do we would go. There was a place uh, between Matthews and Charlotte where you would go up on this hill on Independence Boulevard. If anybody from Charlotte's listening, and um, the place was called Mister Inspection, and we would always sit there every year because you could see the skyline from there, and you were up on a hill, and so you could watch the fireworks without the hassle of the traffic and the crowds. Nice. And so that was another thing that we always would sit on the trunk of the car. Oh, yeah. So I for, I just remembered something else. Well, sure, that, yeah, go. The year that my dad in the parade with the kids um, got this fancy idea of putting a tarp in the back of the pickup truck and creating a pool. I think you mentioned that in our OOO episode. Did I? I think you did. Um, it was so funny, but it was it, the kids just had a blast. They all got in their bathing suits and had a blast. But then as, as my d- dad was going up the hill uh, into the parking lot to meet where the fire truck was, he, he gassed it a little too hard, and my poor nephew flew out the back like a fish out of water <laughs> and just flopped on the um, flopped on the road. And, oh and he gosh. was just so shocked. He just jumped up and got right back in the truck and just kept on going, and everything was fine. A little road burn never hurt anybody, right? So it's just those types of things that you sure. just always remember. So. Well, it sounds like the next generation um, enjoying it just as much as you. Yes, that's a really good point. Your brother did. It's heartwarming. That's cool. Well, I have to say that my memories probably pale in comparison. There, we didn't have uh, traditions that were relatively the same year after year. I can remember seeing. I was, of course, being a car guy, loving the parade aspect of it, and, right. and would spend Fourth of July not only at home in New York State, but also in Pennsylvania. When we moved here, and uh, sometimes while traveling or camping or vacationing and I, I remember for me it was always being along the, the parade route and seeing well for me it would be like a 66 Corvette convertible go by and maybe there was a pretty girl in the back for maybe she was miss so-and-so of that town or whatever now is this Vestal or is this Carlisle that you're well, these I'm even thinking of places where we were we would go on vacation. Oh, right, right. Like, okay, like yeah. shore points or something like that, where I I can remember. Oh, that's their awesome. local parades and their local. Yeah. So we really didn't have any recurring traditions, but yes, I I do remember time in Vestal. Um, certainly in that the, around the town town square area, there would be cars and fire trucks and police cars and of course anything motorized just had my attention. There'd be jeeps and old willies and. Um, I remember the one year Vestal Fire Department, they were doing something radical. They, they bought two new engines and one was a, a white fire engine and another one was like a, a bright yellow fire engine. Well, this was unbelievable. It was the very early 80s and it was a departure from the standard red fire engine. I remember seeing it in the parade thinking, oh, that is, now that's cool. So um I do. I think one of the, the greatest memories for me is the fact that I've been around long enough to remember the bicentennial year. Oh. And 1976 being, of course, the 200th birthday of the nation. And even though I was a young youngster, I do remember all the excitement, my parents getting ready for it. That's about the time when everyone was buying the Americana Eagles to put on the front of their houses. Oh, yeah. Um, also just it was a year-long celebration not just the month of july type of thing and i can recall 
as uh, as the year changed over, it was uh, everything was very very patriotic and, and red, white, and blue focused. And this is our 200th year as a nation. Probably just an era of celebration all around. Yes, right? it was. It was sort of like how everyone feels great during the Olympics. It, it was that I I would equate it to at least in my neck of the woods or part of the country. It felt like that jubilant excitement Sense all year pride. long yeah all year long yeah and people were getting ready for it and things and then comes july and of course fourth of july and i remember all my neighbor friends we got red white and blue streamers and we wove them in and around our bike spokes we had yep. streamers and we had hats and uh, glasses and some people dressed up like uncle sam and yeah uh, so it was it was fun in the sense that we went all in. Yeah. It was sort of uh, almost like a, a license to, to go be wacky on Halloween. <laughs> Everybody was just red, white, and blue, everything. And then that's, of course, too, if we want to talk a little bit about cars, 76 is when they had special editions of cars and, and the, oh. the paint schemes and the, some of the interior or special emblems or badges. And yep. it, it was a wonderful thing for marketer marketers of the time because they could – uh, integrate that whole red, white, and blue, and and then the '76, and and all of that was huge. So, that that stands out in my mind of of really great memories because I don't think I'm going to be around for the 300th yeah. <laughs> anniversary of our nation. But uh, yeah, that, that would be at the top of my list. T- to me, I think it's just about being proud to be an American, uh, regardless of where you fall in the in the continuum, um, democratic. Republican, it doesn't matter. It's just yep. the fact of being proud of our country and and uh, all that have served and and continue to, and uh, yeah, it's just a good day for us to to stop as a nation and just be grateful. It's funny you brought up cars as it relates to the the holiday, mm-hmm. and um, well, first I I feel like hearing you talk about the parades that you would visit, there's something nostalgic about just your traditional small town parade. Um, and I kind of like the, the romanticism of going to a town that you don't know, because then it's not pretentious and you're not looking at who's who and you know, Oh, I know that guy, he's a jerk or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, you don't know anybody and it's just cool. You know, you just, it's, you're unaffiliated. You're not tied to anything, which is Mm -hmm. kind of a nice feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, Good point. But when you speak of the cars too, it made me think of Dukes of Hazard and the whole pride. And I was like, when did that come out? So I just did a quick Google search, and unfortunately, there was no uh, real rhyme to that reason. But it was uh, <laughs> 1979 that that came out. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it was shortly after. But I think it just goes to show there's that that pride that mm-hmm. carries on right mm-hmm. year after year after year and well, look at we'll talk from the late 70s how about evil Knievel? i mean the fact that his logoing and his uh suit and his motorcycle and his rocket that uh launched over the snake river uh everything was that red white and blue always with the stars always very very patriotic that was also very big at that time in the mid to late 70s and um it, it basically encapsulates a lot of that everybody was just overflowing with uh, excitement for yeah. you know, our country's 200 years old, this, that, and the other. Of course, yeah, it just was a time unlike anything else, at least in my generation or in my lifetime. 
Well, don't count yourself out for the tricentennial. It would only make you, what, 106? (laughs) You're a healthy guy. You can do it. (laughs) So at this point, we'll start to uh, close this out. Thanks for... uh, embellishing us to talk a little bit about some of our favorite red white and blue memories and and would love to hear yours certainly continue to email us send in your thoughts we asked about uh you know, for feedback for the core of upcoming corvette show in august if you have favorite uh patriotic day memories send those to us we'll try to get things out on our website we're, we're keeping our instagram going we'll try and put things out on our facebook Continue to send uh, send us your thoughts and emails and feedback. We appreciate that. We love having you as our fans. Cubers are the best, and we are so grateful for that. Yay. So, Holly, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, this is probably a good time to queue up episode 12. Yeah, so episode 12 will be the Chrysler Nationals and the Hearst Nationals. So, yes. again, the double header. Um, is that the proper term? I know baseball is the proper term. but what? <laughs> The two car, two, two car shows in two one. Two car shows or, in one. Yeah, yeah two yeah. in one. Um, so that'll be coming up On July 13th through 15th. Right. So, so make sure you episode. listen to, uh, to the next episode so you can hear all about what's coming on or what's coming up and who's going to be there. Very good. And I look forward to that. So to everyone, please have a safe and memorable 4th of July with your loved ones, friends, family, and come back. Don't drink and shoot off fireworks. Or or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But come back and uh, we'll catch you next week. As always, we're so grateful to have you as part of the Cuber Nation. Take care. Oh, I shouldn't say it like that, Holly. Shame on me. So we can say now, drive well. And be well. Take Take care. care.